I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Dirk with the back. We changed the intro back. <laughs> Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The blowout boy, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Woo. Oh, man. What a, what a difference between... Uh, the last post-game pod and this post-game pod. <laughs> what a difference a day can make. <laughs> so many different emotions. I think the biggest thing for me right now is... Trade I'm them not, all. <laughs> I'm not I'm not overly pissed about this game. I, I This whole series, I've tried to view from a, a bird's eye view of it. And I said before the season started, I said before the series started, the idea of success or the measuring stick for success for this Mavs team was making the playoffs. And there's a lot of things that happened tonight, but the Mavs didn't play well enough to win this game. Let's just put that out there. We're going to blast Kane Fitzgerald and stuff, but they didn't play that good. They're hurting. Their best two players are hurting. KB didn't even play. And the Clippers are a title favorite for a reason. And Kawhi just went in his monster mode and you know, Paul George was back. It's just one of those things where a lot of people expected that when the Clippers are playing like that and hitting like that, they're tough to beat. And I just kind of wrote this off as like, it's kind of part of it at this point, you know? Absolutely. By the way, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on to get $10 off your next order. I'm not upset at the result. You're not going to get fire Isaac, fiery Nick from the result, right? However, yeah. there's a bunch of things that happen in this game that. <laughs> Got the blood. I don't know about curdling or boiling, but man, got you like. Carlisle got ejected. Marcus Morris and Luca's ankle. The Clippers bench every five seconds. Like, oh man, there's so much stuff in there that just got me. I mean, I I can't imagine if I was a Mavs fan my entire life and love this team more than anything watching that game. I mean, I man, I'd be. I mean, I just we joked a few weeks ago. When it looked like they were going to be matching up with the Clippers, we're like, hey, man, we're about to hate Pat Beverly. <laughs> and honestly, he's he's literally like fourth on the list right now because he's not even playing. And and you it, still hate him. He's still mean, on, well, he still makes the list because every single time the Clippers do anything, they show Patrick Beverly on the bench. It's just it's just it's not even hate. It's just I'm so annoyed with seeing him. I put out a poll. Did you vote in my I poll? Did, I did vote. I voted accordingly. <laughs> I put out a poll. Which fan? Which is more annoying? The Clippers bench after beating a seven seed or the Lakers fan base <laughs> after beating the eighth seed? Because both, both of them are super, super annoying. But here's the thing with the, the Clippers bench. No one was picking the Mavs to win the series. Realistic people were not picking the Blazers to win this. There series. were people picking the Blazers to win this. Anyway, continue. <laughs> but no, here's the thing with the Clippers. I'm not taking up for them, but it's that type of energy. I don't mind it from teams. It, it's annoying going against it. It's kind of like the whole Salah thing. Back when Salah got pissed that... Did we ever tell that full story? Anyway, but back, back when... Um, 
about the Salah tweet and stuff and Salah oh, getting probably. mad at me. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, for me, it kind of goes back to the whole, hey, you hate them when they're on the opposite team. You love them on your team. And yeah. the Montrez Harrell, Pat Beverly, those type of like those type of players in the league, it's super annoying to play against them and how much energy they have and talking from the bench. But if that's your team, I could I, like I would like that. I would like that energy coming off the bench. I would like that. It, you know, and that was a point that they were trying to make. They even said at the very beginning, Doc told his team, "I wanted more energy from the bench. I wanted that." And and for being honest, the Mavs are missing that. I think. I mean, that's one of the pieces that I, I think. I think T- Brad Townsend tweeted something about it during the game. We've talked about it before on this podcast that they're missing an energy guy. They're missing a guy that KP did it, but KP's like one of the, one of the top two players on the team as far as taking up for Luca in Game One. We need a guy to go over there and get in Marcus Morris's face and put him on the ground. We need a guy to to chirp back. We need it like Tim Hardaway did it a little bit tonight, but I think that is one of the pieces. I think that's why they were interested in Pat Beverly this offseason. They need a guy like that on the team, a Deshaun Stevenson. Do they're set interested the in Kelly Olynyk in a trade? <laughs> Same player. He's he'll definitely uh, he'll definitely pull your arm out if you're if you're going against this team. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, it, it's super annoying to play against. I it's I was very frustrated with a lot of things that happened tonight. It's just it's I mean, finally the Clippers like blow like blow a game wide open and then the the bench has so much energy, right? It's like they're so tethered to the result of it, you know? And sure, yeah, the Mavs you could say the same thing where they're super excited about winning, but they hit a game-winning shot. <laughs> game-winning shot. So, I don't know. I just it does, it does get pretty annoying. Like, fine. But this is what... The other thing is, maybe this is what you're supposed to be doing, Clippers. Maybe yeah. y- you're acting like you're you know, upsetting, like, you know, a huge number one seed and you guys Paul are the George. higher seed. Like, what? <clears throat> I think there's a lot of things... I went on this rant the other day on the pod about a lot of things I've learned about the Mavericks in this series. Because and I think once we once the series wraps up uh, and whenever the Mavs get put out of the playoffs, it's something we can talk about what we've learned about the Mavs. One thing I've learned in the series is I don't like Paul George, and I'm <laughs> I'm all out. And I've never really had a super strong opinion about him, but I do now. He's just annoying. I everything about it. But I will say the post game press con- or the post game comments that he made was at least enlightening to think about and to hear from his side just on how the bubble and everything in the bubble has kind of been affected him and stuff. So it did make me step back and try to look at it from a different angle, but he had this attitude of, I'm like, congrats, bro. You, you've sucked for four games and now you've hit like, I don't know, at that point, like six shots and you're walking around the court. Like you just want a title. Like you're not Kawhi. You'll never be Kawhi, but he was just strutting around like he was something cool. And I'm like, okay, you you beat the Magic in the Eastern Conference and then you, got s- swept by LeBron. Like, you quit on your done. last team and demanded a trade because you guys got put out, you know, in the in the first round three times in a row. I mean, yeah, and you've barked up the Damian Lillard tree how many times and you never like chopped down the tree. I just don't. I I don't. I don't understand. There's a lot of things I don't understand about Paul George, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I I appreciate him afterwards talking about his mental health and talking about how the bubble got the best of him, how he got down, he was in a dark yeah. place. I appreciate him talking about that and saying that that's the reason why he was having such a tough time, you know? And I can appreciate that, 
you know, as a player being being open and honest about that. It still doesn't mean we're not going to make fun of him when he has a bad game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he's supposed to be like this this star player. So, uh, yeah, you, you appreciate that. But, all right, there's so much stuff to get to in this game, so much stuff to talk about. Um, man, one of the things that's just top of the mind for me, and we'll, we'll talk about this in, you know, in a minute, but Doc Rivers after the game, man, just going all out, full raw emotion about the state of this country. Uh, it was just amazing. So we want to talk about the game more, uh, potentially talk about that. We want to get into all that. Hear from Luka Doncic coming up. All right, Isaac Harris. I just want to talk. I just want to talk briefly about um, Doc Rivers, and he said it better than than we'll ever have said it. Um, but Doc Rivers after the game, and it's all over social media. It's all over TV. Like it's just all over the place. So if you haven't heard what Doc Rivers said, please go check it out. Uh, it it was just it was very emotional. He talked about the state of this country, the you know fear mongering from one side of the you know political spectrum, the lack of empathy, the fact that you know stuff like Jordan Blake is still happening, where a guy uh, just for you know walking away from an officer can get shot in the back seven times. I mean, just the emotion on Doc Rivers' face, and Doc Rivers mentions that his dad was a cop and that he's pro cops, but the fact that stuff like this keeps happening, I mean. I thought it was incredible. Uh, and players are talking, you know, the Raptors were talking about, you know, potentially, you know, boycotting a game or, or protesting a game and, you know, doing something, trying to make some kind of change. And I'm all for it. Whatever the players decide to do, you know, I'm all for it on that end. Uh, something has to change because stuff, how can that just, how can that happen in that area of the country, right? That's right up near Minneapolis. It happened in Wisconsin. And like right when all this stuff is happening, like the heat, the, the highest moment of like, the highest moment of, of you know, uh, I, don't, I don't even know how to say it. As many eyes watching this as possible, like as, as much as much awareness of this of this situation as possible. And you still go out and do that. Like there, that means there's a problem. And I just thought Doc Rivers said it best. So I'm going to stop, stop talking about it. And Doc Rivers, you can go listen to him. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I haven't got to see um, or hear all of Doc Rivers' comments. We're recording this right after the game. And um, so I don't want to speak too much on his comments without hearing them but uh yeah i mean this is um this whole movement was something they wanted to bring a brighter light to uh with the disney bubble and i think they've done an incredible job with it and i think uh you see you've seen players you've seen coaches like this moment right now uh after a a big win for them him using the platform of a post-game press conference to um, shed light, more light and thoughts and stuff on it that now everybody's talking about. So, um, yeah, whatever the players and coaches and whatever the league wants to do um, to bring a bigger light to this movement to help change things for the better in this country, I'm all I'm all for. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so in this game, so the Mavericks, you know, Chris Porzingis was out for game five. Mavericks were tied 2-2 in the series going in. You guys all know that. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith was questionable going into the game, basically, and it was kind of a late add. He's had he's had a hip issue since even before the bubble, I think. Uh, Patrick Beverly was doubtful; he did not play, and Luka Doncic was probable, I think, and Patrick Be- and uh, Trey Trey Burke was also probable before the game. So, I mean, it's not just Porzingis that's out. I mean, Luka with the ankle, Dorian with the hip, Burke with you know the ankle as well, like that. All these Mavericks are dealing with stuff. Plus the fact that they're down Dwight Powell, Jalen Brunson, Courtney Lee, Willie Colley Stein. Like how many more players can this team be down? 
in the hot mic chat as I was you know streaming the game live, somebody kept saying that oh, got to take Maxi out. Like take Maxi out. He's just not having a good game. He's off this game. And I was like, what's the answer? What if you take Maxi out? You're replacing him with who? You're just going to play Boban the rest of the game? Or are you going to play MKG at the five? Like, there's just the Mavericks are running out of options for players with all their players being gone. And it's it all, it, honestly, this game, this game five makes game four so much more incredible, right? Yeah. The fact that this team came back and did that with all these things, all the caveats I just said, Porzingis was out dealing with injuries, all that stuff. Players were out that have been out the whole bubble. Uh, an undermanned team against the same exact Clippers team. It was the same Clippers team that walked onto the floor in Game Five. That walked on the team in Game walked on the floor in Game Four, and the Mavericks beat them. Like, oh my God, like, that's just amazing to me that they were able to do that. And the things that this Mavericks team has overcome. It just we've been saying it since the beginning, and even before this, that anything that happens in this series positively for the Mavs is cake. It's extra. It's just yeah. all extra for the Mavs. And Game Four and Game Two were you know incredible games to prove that. And I, I think I was listening to this podcast. Uh, I was on a long road trip yesterday and listening to different podcasts. And one of the national ones, they were talking about just how fun this Mavs team is. And they're like, man, they're just so endearing. And everybody loves the Mavs and Luca and the game winner and Boban and the fishing pictures and everything. <laughs> and it's because I don't like they don't have the expectations. You know, they're 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 playing with house money. They're a young team that they won 33 games last year, and now they're playing the Clippers, who a lot of people think is going to win the title. You're playing with house money. Whatever happens is fun. Like You go in, you do your thing, and see how you can grow and learn. And But on top of all of that, they have a lot of things that they're going to pull away from this series and step back and say, now we're after, after five games, they're still... Only four minutes played between KP and Luca in the fourth <laughs> quarter. You know, like that's that stat is just gonna we're just gonna keep sharing that stat until it changes. <laughs> yeah, because there's a I mean, there's a strong likelihood that, you know, what if KP doesn't play? Which I will say Jared Greenberg reported on during the game. And this is something that we hadn't we I mean, it's been a huge like mystery on like what is even happening with it. But Greenberg said during the game that Porzingis and there believed that there was a moment in game one. That it was there was a contact with his knee with something. So that was the only thing. That's the first time I'd heard anything as far as contact or anything. But they're just monitoring everything. There's a difference between the KP injuries and you know, or KP injury with the knee and Luca's ankle. Everything that everybody talked about with Luca ankle stuff of oh, you know, set him out, rest him, and everything. <laughs> and it, there's a difference in him. You take that cautious approach with KP, seven foot three, his knee. There's a big difference between soreness in a knee and spraining an ankle. And being and, seven foot three. I just had to rhyme it, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but but that that's you know, that's the difference in it. And I saw a little bit, I didn't know this was an actual thing right before tip off. I guess some people have been questioning like KP's desire to play. I don't like no, to play get during out. the injury. Get out. No. I, I thought I didn't know how big of a like group that was on Twitter, but that's the dumbest thing I've ever no, heard out. of in my entire life. So I don't want to go down that route. But but anyway, there's just so much stuff that this Mavs team team can walk out of this series. Whenever it ends, they could win the next game and you know go to seven or win the series. But they have so much stuff going against them from the injury, the ejection, the Kane Fitzgerald. I mean you <laughs> the fact they can't defend anyone, I mean <laughs> Yeah, I mean the Mavs defense is <laughs> horrific even from the beginning if we're even going to talk about this game i mean the clippers shot 66 percent in the first quarter Kawhi 
came out and was like, hey, I'm just going to like rule this game. After the first quarter, the Mavs were down 41 to, to 22. And I told the hot mic chat, I was like, man, like I know the Mavericks were down 20 at you know, the beginning of game four, but if the Clippers shoot 50, 55% from three by the end of the second quarter, then you'll know that it's kind of over. And guess what? That's exactly what happened. <laughs> they kept, they still shot 55% in the first quarter and the second quarter from three. I mean, they hit a, a team record 21 threes in this game. Uh, they scored 150 points. A lot of it was, you know, garbage time at the end there. But man, it was just, I mean, the Clippers, everything went right for the Clippers and everything went wrong for the Mavs. And that, you know, sometimes it, that just happens. And, the, a lot of the threes, though, were wide open threes. There were just not communication yeah. on on defense. The Mavericks were rotating incorrectly. I mean, it was it was just all off. But it was let's just all be honest. Off. Let's be honest. How many of these Mavs starters does the average Mavs fan or does the average NBA fan know? How many how many casual NBA fans know Trey Burke, Maxi Kleba, and Doran Finney Smith? Oh, even, t- even Tim Hardaway Jr. I mean. Yeah, like Tim Hardaway Jr. because maybe his dad, but like Trey Burke maybe because he hit the big shot at Michigan. That's it. That's the thing you were mentioned. All the players that are out for this Mavs team right now. Sometimes we have to just take a step back and say, "Holy crap!" Like they won Game Four with. It's no disrespect to these guys. It's just they signed Trey Burke right before they started the bubble. So I mean, this is and now he's playing huge minutes for this team. I think it's almost a testament to what Rick Carlisle right now of getting this team together, putting these pieces stuff together. So I I'm not I'm not the one bit upset with this team or coaching <laughs> or the result or anything. I was I was just wanting a Steven Silas Tech. That's all I was wanting. I know, <laughs> and it would have made the whole night for me. I just want to see him raise his voice one time. Uh, I don't think he's the guy that's going to do that. <laughs> do that. Uh, I think when you watch a team every single day, you know you you overvalue some of the role players. But your point of who who of the average fan would even know any of these guys? Let's just name them. This is a rotation that that scored 111 points in a playoff game. Luka Doncic, okay, everyone knows him. Seth Curry, a lot of people know him. He scored four points. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleba, Trey Burke, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, Boban Marjanovic, DeLon Wright, uh, and then Justin Jackson, Antonius Cleveland, Josh Reeves, J.J. Barea didn't play. That's a rotation that that scored 111 points in a playoff game. (laughs) This Mavs team has a lot of work roster-wise, and they are, like you said, there's a testament to Rick Carlisle and Luka Doncic, the fact that they have won two games in the series, and you know, scored 111 points in this game somehow. Uh, it's just, it's incredible that that roster has, you know, gotten to the point that they are in this series. Yeah, and it, I, I mean, I th- we have to give the Clippers credit on this. This is what good teams do, and it was just a matter of time. At least I've been watching this Clippers team saying, "Hey, let's just hope they stay checked out because they didn't yeah, right? seem like <laughs> they were into the playoffs. They didn't seem like they had any chemistry. Paul George was everywhere." And you felt like in the back of your mind, you're like, dang, I hope it doesn't click. And bam, they came out and they had all the energy. They wanted to prove that. Even Paul George talking about it after the game. He said it it threw us off not being at Staples, which not that Staples ever matter to them anyway because they have no fans. But they just didn't have the energy in this game they had. And they, they were all checked in. It seemed like they had, they had the chemistry. And if they stay like that, they're going to be hard to beat by any team. <laughs> And not just the Mavericks. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you have to give them credit. And it's just a matter of time. You feel like it was just a matter of time for Paul George to get things going, at least hitting. I mean, there's a lot of shots over the past few games that 
even wide open shots. He just wasn't hitting. So, I yeah. mean, he just started hitting them tonight. He even said it. The shots were there. The although, his, although his shot about, I mean, his shot to the Mavericks defenders. What? That was cla- that was so classless. What you're are like, you talking okay, about, bro? You suck. You've sucked for four games, and you're going to take a shot at the other team's defenders. How on earth? Anyway. It's also, I mean, yeah, it is classless. But all right, coming up, I want to talk more about the Mavericks going forward. We'll talk more about them. We'll get into, um, you know, all the stuff with Marcus Morris. He has tweeted. Oh, I haven't seen this. I got to go look at it. We'll uh, talk about this all coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, you know that we like Built Bar. We've had lots of Built Bars. Mm. We have a, a you know a listener that loves the Built Bars. That he said they've changed them up a little bit. So if you've had Built Bars in the past and you're thinking about getting some more, uh, we have a, a listener, Maxi, that tweets me every single time he has a Built Bar. And I appreciate anybody that lets us know that they use our you know, the products that we promote. He said the new Built Bars are a little bit different, and he would say that they were improved. They're not quite as chewy, and they're slightly a different size. They're kind of more square, uh, and he got the just the peanut butter ones this time because those are his favorite, and he said that they're better than the, than they have been before. So Built Bars are new and improved. They're even more deliciouser. That's what Built Bar told us to say about this. Six new incredible flavors. They're great for a health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, Low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. And right now, if you get Built Bars, you get a free cooler with the purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKDOWN, you'll get $10 off your next order, not just your first one. If you've already ordered, you can order more. LOCKDOWN, use the promo code, and you get $10 off your next order for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac Harris, we teased it. We might as well talk about it. Marcus Morris has tweeted after the game. (sighs) He said, I play this game with a level of respect for myself and other players. To think I would try to injure somebody is crazy to me. Ten years going against the best. I stand on morals and hard work. I compete and leave it out there every game. That's what Marcus Morris said. Translated, I don't want to get fined 50 grand. My initial response... He didn't say that he didn't do it. He said the fact that anyone would question that I would do it on purpose is crazy to me. I don't know, man. Crazier things have happened. Also, uh, <laughs> Dick Nowitzki, who is a, a great follow on Twitter. Oh, classic. Great follow. Uh, tweeted out the video of, remember when he played for the Knicks and he smashed Justin Anderson in the face with the ball earlier yeah, this season? That. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. that was also him. So great morals, great great hard work that he stands on. Smash Justin Anderson in the face with the ball. Can we go ahead? So Luca, uh, really everybody. Rick took one a couple post game uh, questions. Normally, if you get ejected, you don't. Uh, I was fully um, expecting Steven oh, Salas for, for this that, yeah. Zoom uh, press conference afterwards. But uh, anyway, Luca uh, took a few questions. <laughs> Tim Hardaway took some questions too. Um, but uh, Luca took some questions from Brad about the Marcus Morris thing and just what he thought, if it was intentional or not. Can we play that? Yeah, this is a question from Tim McMahon, actually. He asked if oh, yeah. uh, you know, Marcus Morris had, had given him an explanation or anything. Here, we'll play the question too. Here's Luca Doncic and Tim McMahon. Uh, Luca, following up on that, I mean, it's not very often you see a guy step on somebody's foot with nobody around, the ball out of bounds 90 feet away from the basket. Did he offer any sort of explanation? 
no, I don't want to talk to him, you know. Uh, he's just uh, saying a lot of uh, bad stuff to me uh, all the game, you know. Uh, and just I don't want to talk to him. And I just got to move on, you know. Like I say, everybody's going to have their own opinion. And, you know, I just hope it wasn't intentional. But that's if that was intentional, uh, that's really bad. He hopes it wasn't intentional, which, you know, good on Luca. I mean, Luca's doing the when when they go low, you go high <laughs> with that. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting. He said he said a lot of bad stuff to me. He was basically saying, like, Tim McMahon was like, did he did he say anything to you or did he offer an explanation? Did you ask him what you know if he stepped on your foot on purpose, basically? And Luca's like, no, he's just been talking trash to me all game and all series and just been saying all this bad stuff to me. And so I'm not gonna talk to him. Like I don't I don't want to have any business with him. And I just I can respect that. Also, yeah. some of it is I don't think Luca has the vocab like the English vocabulary because he knows like four languages to uh, you know expound on that anymore, <laughs> which yeah, is fine. I mean, he knows I four languages. <laughs> I made a joke to Nick before, and I'm just like being completely honest. If another, <laughs> if Paul George or another player said in a post game presser, uh, that's a non Mav said, "Hey, people are saying bad things to me on the court," <laughs> we would be roasting it right now. Um, <laughs> But but no, I mean, it, I liked his transparency on of, hey, you know, he took the high road, but he also admitted, I don't want to talk to this guy. This, t- this guy yeah. is in my face, talking trash, calling him names probably throughout the whole series. It's the playoffs. Like, he, he knows that. He knows this, this is the type of intensity of that. And, you know, Rick was asked about, the, about that play, too. Rick said kind of the same thing. I hope it's not intentional, and I'll leave it at that. Um, Luca's initial y'all, y'all can't see it because it's audio we saw it over zoom when he was first asked by you know by Brad he kind of had this like smirk eye roll a little bit on uh, about the play and he kind of questioned Brad back like what do you think about it and then uh, <laughs> it, it was fun but I think it's it's very clear that they you know think it could have been on purpose I honestly don't know where I stand on it I think uh I could be sold either way on it. I, I think there is. Uh, watching the video, for me, I can't 100% say yes or no on either side, uh, if it was intentional or not, but I can see both sides. Do you know where Marcus Morris stands on it? <laughs> on Luca's foot? Right on Luca's ankle. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, and he he did it on purpose, and he walked right into him, and there's all these different angles that he could have walked to where he was going to go, and he stepped sure, on his yeah. ankle. Um, I. Marcus um, Morris went to Luca, and you know he want. Yeah, we're. I don't want to break down this whole thing, but he was obviously wanting to get up on him as he you know checked the as they checked the ball into him, kind of put a little pressure on him right at the bat. Players do that all the time, but he did kind of he, when he altered his like run a little bit to like place his foot. That's that was super questionable to me. But then he had the instant reaction to try to catch him as he's falling. So it's just a lot of a lot of stuff to it too. But you know, he's saying crap to Luca the whole game, so that doesn't add. You know, that doesn't help his case. This Clippers team is, is, an, is so annoying. entitled and so cocky. The Jazz, I don't understand it because they've never done anything. They Outside haven't done Kawhi, anything. Which Ka- Kawhi's the only person that's not doing it. Kawhi is the only one that has that has won anything, and he's the one out there not saying anything, which is par for the course for Kawhi. There's so much stuff on the bench. Uh, there was a, a clip that just got sh- uh, shared by Worldwide Wob. Uh, every anytime Michael K. Gilchrist shoots, the Clippers bench like pretends like they like passed out or died, and uh, it's just like there's just so much 
cockiness for them. If they beat the Mavericks, and they probably will, we've been calling them to beat the Mavs all, all series. If they can beat the Mavs, the Jazz are next, and the Jazz are a well-coached team with two great players. They're playing they really well right now. And then after that, it's either the Rockets probably or the Lakers. And, man, I I just hope they get taken down by one of those three teams. Of course <laughs> like, you do. I hope they just get you taken down. You don't want them to play the Lakers. How can you not think that now? Like, how can you not want this team to go down after the way they've, like, treated the Mavs? And, like, they, 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 oh, Nick. Oh, today Nick. They, today they Nick, disregard Nick, Nick. them no. so much. No, 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 no. You're fully underestimating my hate towards the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, my God. Really? After it, what this it, team has done to this Mavericks team? Oh, if they face off in the Lakers the Western Conference Finals, you better believe I'm cheering for the Clippers. How are we But besides friends? that, sign me up for anybody else. It will be difficult as far as James Harden. James Harden versus LeBron in that second round will be... <laughs> I don't even know what to do for that series. But... <laughs> But no, Nuggets, Jazz, sign me up. Let's let's put on our jerseys for Nuggets and Jazz. But especially, yeah, anyway. But yeah, if they face the Lakers, heck, yes, I am cheering for the Clippers over the Lakers. No doubt. I'm questioning your, your Mavs, your Babsdom. I hate them for the Mavs, but it's like, we're talking two rounds from now. I hate them right now. They're so annoying. I was texting my dad during the game, and my dad texted me. He goes, this is crazy. Because, I mean, we were talking trash about the Clippers the whole game, my dad and I. And he said, this is crazy. We're bashing the Clippers so much right now, but we're going to ch- be cheering for them in two weeks. <laughs> and I was like, ass yeah, true. True statement. I knew there was know? a reason I didn't like your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! All right. Well, however you decide to cheer, I'll uh, we'll still be here on Locked On Mavs. So, I hope then. I hope Game Six they come out the Mavericks, and if they're going to lose, go out swinging on it. Like get some texts, get some hard fouls, and put somebody in to put Marcus Morris on his back. Like let's let's do this thing. And but I'm hyped. I'm high for this team. There's so much to be excited for about this Mavs team. Seriously. I mean, I, I can't I can't underestimate this Mavs team. But, I mean, a looming thing right now is KP. And you, for sure. You, you said it the other day. You, you said to what? It was the post-game pod that, which shout out to everybody who listened to that pod after game four. All we, million of you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We broke so many records for us that day. It was insane. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was you. the number one day in Locked On history for, for the whole network. Wow, that's insane. Placed, we placed on iTunes ahead of a lot of shows that w- we know very well. And I was like, that was really cool. And uh, which that's a big deal for us. And so I sent that to my dad. I, I sent him, uh, you know, my, I said to my parents that we were 109 on the iTunes sports, like uh, Apple podcast sports rankings. And my dad was yeah. like, tell me what this means. And I was like, well, if you think about it, there's a million podcasts and we were 109 out of the million yesterday. <laughs> Heck yeah! It was a, it was a huge deal for us. But you asked at the end of that that podcast that day. You said, well, you know, what's I, somehow we took a summer like what's well, holding the Mavs back from winning this series, whatever. And we're like, hey, it's the KP stuff, and we yeah. still don't know a ton about it. You know, Rick said they're trying to get him ready for Game Six, but they ruled him out earlier uh, today. But knee soreness. That's honestly that's all we know at this point. You don't love it as a Mavs fan. You don't like hearing that. But it's just where we're at right now. And honestly, I'd be kind of surprised if he played uh, game six. But if he if he does play game six, you know, everything's cleared. Casey Smith, everybody's cleared him and he's good to go. And I'll be happy, you know, if he is cleared for sure. Absolutely. There you go. Guys, we'll be back for another pod. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.